This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Greetings, I am Barry. If you're searching for answers, spiritual help, clairvoyant readings, healings, crystals, books, incense, or jewellery, you need to go to Infinity, Hamilton Spiritual Centre, in the new premises at 550 Anglesey Street, or you can phone us on 838 1838. This is your link between this life and the next. Become the change the world needs today. Greetings, I am Barry. This is the voice we're in for another week. November and all sorts of interesting things happen in November. We've just passed 11-11, which on 11 o'clock on the 11th of the month, the 11th year, the armistice was signed with Germany for the end of the First World War, but it's also a gateway. So there were thousands of drummers all around the world drumming for 11-11 again. And now we've got Pam Gregory, because on the 19th, something else is happening. Hi everyone, Pam Gregory, astrologer. I'm going to be speaking to you today about the second half of November and the powerful lunar eclipse that we have coming up in Taurus on the 19th of the month. So we're already well within eclipse energy, which will continue this month through December and through the early months of next year. And eclipse energy is always very intense. It's also transformational energy, it's quite often quite pivotal. And I'll be talking more about that as we get to it. Strong Uranus in the first half of the month. In fact, we've had strong Uranus all this year because there's an ongoing long-term square between Saturn and Uranus for the whole of this year, and that will continue into next year, although not quite as tightly. And at the new moon in Scorpio, we have the sun and moon very tightly opposing Uranus. So Uranus being highlighted with all of its eruptions and explosions and shocks and surprises. Equally, as we enter um, the mid-month of November, mid-month is very strong in energy, in November. And equally, we're going to have another crescendo, I believe, in December. But we start on the 14th of the month and we have Mercury opposing Uranus at 13 of Scorpio Taurus. And this is really about shocking facts or shocking information, shocking news coming to light. And that same day, the moon moves into the warrior sign of Aries. And by the 16th, the moon has come to conjunct Eris and square Pluto. So whatever's shocking, surprising information is going to be coming up, people may be feeling quite angry, Aries energy. And again, we have this, this, this repeated frequent highlighting of the Eris-Pluto square. Remember the long-term Eris-Pluto square, we had it all 
all of this year, and again, we've got it all of next year, is people taking to the streets and really demanding more equality, demanding to be heard for everybody, an inclusive society, whereas Pluto in Capricorn is top-down authority, rules and regulations, and that's the, the clash. So by the 17th, we have, just to take a step back here, actually, Mars earlier in the month, Mars is really energizing and activating the Saturn Uranus square at this point. And early in the month, and, and Mars kind of pours petrol on things because Mars wants to kind of go, 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 act, 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 do, particularly when it's in a very strong sign like Scorpio, it's ancient sign of rulership. But earlier in the month, particularly around the new moon, we have Mars squaring Saturn more exactly. So that's like, go, 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 press on the accelerator, go faster. But Saturn just means we hit a brick wall. There are rules, there are regulations, things we have to do for our safety, etc. And it can create a lot of frustration. However, by the middle of the month, particularly by the 17th, Mars has moved on in Scorpio. So it's moving away from that exact square to um, to Saturn, but coming to exactly oppose Uranus. And this is much more uh, combustible, eruptive energy, unexpected, sudden things happening. It is the classic signature for earthquakes. I remember going to an astrology lecture, gosh, many years ago, and the presenter had done an enormous amount of research into earthquakes all over the world. And he discovered that the absolutely classic signature was hard aspects between Mars and Uranus. In fact, at Hiroshima, we had an exact conjunction between Mars and Uranus. So, so this isn't this energy isn't likely to be um, confined just to the 17th. It's going to boil over into the adjacent days either side. And it's like frustrations can no longer be contained. People are just, you know, Uranus is the sign of revolution and rebellion. It's also the sign of awakening. It doesn't want constraint. So whatever has felt frustrated in the earlier part of the month becomes much more eruptive. It could be real earthquakes, could be political, financial, but it could also be behavioral, social earthquakes. And that runs us straight into the lunar eclipse in Taurus, which is happening on the 19th of the month. It's happening at 27 degrees, 14 minutes of Taurus. It's happening at 0.57 a.m. Pacific and 8.57 a.m. UK time. So I mentioned in the last video that we have seven full moons in a row at 27 degrees of their signs. On the 20th of October, we had a full moon at 27 of Aries. This lunar eclipse is like a big full moon at 27 of Taurus. And for the next five months, all the full moons, as I say, will be at 27 degrees of their sign. So if you have anything, any planet or angle between 26 and 28 degrees of its sign, you will be feeling over these coming months very triggered by um, each of these full moons, which is about feelings and emotions coming to a head. Now, at this lunar eclipse, it's particularly going to be in the fixed sign. So it's going to be 26 to 28 degrees of Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, Aquarius that are likely to be affected. So just watch for that, this repeating pattern. Of course, if we look at the US chart, which I looked at when I did the video on the US Pluto return, we're aware that Pluto is at 27 of Capricorn. So this lunar eclipse is exactly trining it and 
It also, the, in the US chart, we have the moon at 27 of Aquarius. So this lunar eclipse is squaring it. So rebellious people in the chart of the US. Very, very interesting. Also, eclipses repeat over about a 19-year cycle. And so the last time we had an eclipse at 27 degrees of Taurus, a lunar eclipse at 27 degrees of Taurus, was on the 20th of November, 2002. And look back, it'll be falling in exactly the same place in your chart. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can download a free birth chart from my website and then go to this link in the description below and you can get a two-part video series that will explain very simply how to find these points in your chart that I talk about with every update and what it means for you. So I remember very distinctly for myself, this is falling at in the seventh house of my chart, this is important long-term one-on-one relationships, particularly things like marriage. My marriage was ending in 2002. And whatever is happening this time around, you can very often get an echo of what happened last time. So it's, it's really well worth watching um, for these repeating cycles. So let me now see if I can share my screen um, to look in more detail at this lunar eclipse chart. So I also want to say that obviously feelings and emotions coming to a head in a very big way as we always have. Um, Because the moon is in Taurus, it's likely to, to be around Taurus related issues. This is the moon in Taurus. And by the way, just to say again, I've set this chart for the UK because this is where I live. If you don't live in a UK time zone, please ignore all the houses and the clock face of the chart. We'd simply be looking at the planets in their signs and their aspects to each other. So you have to adjust for your own birth time. So feelings are likely to be running high around issues to do with um, the earth, climate, extreme earth events in Taurus. Taurus is fixed earth. It can also be to do with uh, finance and the economy. And by the way, going back to the US uh, with that, uh, this lunar eclipse triggering Pluto in the US chart, remember that we have barely begun the US Pluto return. That doesn't become exact for the first time in 246 years until the 20th of February, 2022. And a lot of twos there. I understand there's a master numbers in numerology. But the Pluto return will be felt operationally all the way through 2022 and 2023. And it will be about economic and constitutional issues principally. But whatever happens in the US will ripple across the rest of the world. So Taurus energy is around finance, banking, the economy. It's around earth issues, climate issues. It's also around food and food distribution systems and agriculture. It's also around our feelings of safety and security our root chakra issues. And those are likely to be strong at this time because a full moon is always um, intense. And Scorpio in itself, we have three plants in Scorpio here, Mars in Scorpio, very comfortable in Scorpio, Mercury and the sun. And Scorpio in itself is the most intense of water signs. Scorpio is deep, dark, often murky energy, the energy of secrets, the energy that has been 
push down either individually or collectively in society for a very long time, many years. In our own case, it may even be lifetimes, things we haven't wanted to open up and look at. So this is the time that these secret Scorpio, these things that either we haven't been aware of collectively or we haven't been willing to look at, are likely to come to light. And this is ongoing through, through the months, continuing through the coming months. But this is a very strong point for this to happen. It's almost like I have a vision of a, a really dirty, dark, dank, musty room with kind of beetles and cockroaches scuttling about. And the door has, to that room has not been opened for many, many years. But you go in with a very brilliant torchlight and shine it in the corners. And you're going to see an awful lot of things that may not be pretty, but you have to bring to light in order to reveal them and release them, as it were. Or it's about a kind of festering wound and you've kept a plaster over it and you haven't wanted to look at it. And now the plaster is ripped off and we have to just look at it and, and deal with it. So it's that kind of an energy, but very much related to secrets coming to light. Um, and many secrets are pouring out on, on the internet now. You've got to obviously go to different channels for those, but nevertheless, they're going to start to overspill, I think, um, into the collective in a bigger way. Now, eclipses are very powerful. They often act like wild cards. They can jump us forwards in our our destiny, if particularly if we've strayed from our soul's path of growth, they can kind of get us back on onto our soul's path of growth. And they act as portals where the veil to the higher realms becomes thinner and we can access more high-level information at that time. So very good time, very powerful time for downloads of information. And if you found that you have energy blocks, you're stuck in certain ways. And this may, as I say, even go back over, over many lifetimes. A, a super simple technique to use if you don't use it already is emotional freedom technique, tapping. And if you don't know what that is, you can just um, do an internet search on demo on emotional freedom technique. You can learn it in five minutes. And that's a new free tool to having your toolkit to unblock energy. It works really well. Now, in order for us to have an eclipse, a new moon or a full moon has to be very close to the nodal axis. So here we can see the moon is um, just four degrees from the north node. So it has to be close to either the south node or the north node in order for us to have an eclipse. Now, this is actually very close to the north node. So although it's only a partial lunar eclipse, it's pretty close to a total lunar eclipse, in fact. Interestingly, the North Node, very positively, is it's, it symbolizes our future collective destiny, where we're headed collectively. And the Scorpio energy, particularly Mars in Scorpio, will help give us the courage to move forwards, particularly after we've released anything that needs to be unblocked, as it were, in the plumbing or secrets have come out, and we've had to deal with them in society. Another important aspect to be aware of is Jupiter at 24 degrees of Aquarius here is in a T-square to the sun and the moon. So whatever is unfolding at this 
lunar eclipse is going to be blown up. It's going to be kind of exaggerated at this time. Now, with Jupiter being in Aquarius, this could be to do with um, freedoms and human rights, that kind of thing. But it also says that this is a, a great time to expand your networks, expand your networks of like-minded people, your community, your tribe, Aquarius. And I, I think I have an image here of how trees have, have an invisible, but very strong network underground. They connect all the other trees in the forest. Equally, fungi do that too. They have this network, invisible network underground of connection, which isn't apparent from the surface, but is actually very, very strong and supportive for trees and for fungi. So this is about us operating in the same way to, to form those very strong bonds with, with people of like mind. And whether that's, as I say, in person or online, it's going to be very sustaining for us over these months, particularly around issues of, of freedom and human rights. Another important aspect to be aware of is Venus at 12, 17 of Capricorn is very tightly trying Uranus at 12, 11 of Taurus. So they're only that's only six minutes from exactitude and exact trine. Now, if Venus is traveling through your fifth house or your seventh house, this could mean the sudden out of the blue relationship that comes in. But I think on a bigger um, on a bigger perspective, because Capricorn and Taurus are both signs related to banking, big business, the economy, that kind of thing. This is really um, either about um, shocks and surprises coming in at this time, but it's also about the increasing digitization, I believe, of the financial system. And I was writing about this, gosh, way back in 2013, um, increasing blockchain technology coming in. And this is really unavoidable. You know, it's going to be a lot more AI in our lives, whether we, we like it or not. And, and just to say that we have very strong Aquarius energy right now because we have Jupiter and Saturn in Aquarius. Saturn is going to stay there until March 2023, and that is the year that Pluto starts to enter Aquarius, enters fully that sign in 2024 and stays there until 2044. 20 years. We're going to have a lot of Aquarius energy. So, Every sign, every planet has a shadow side. And with Aquarius, I would say it's going to be wonderful for technology, a lot of it very benevolent technology. And we have to be very discerning as to what's benevolent and, and what's not at this time. But a lot of it has already been developed and it's just not publicly available yet, but it will become more so the more Aquarius energy we get. But the shadow side of Aquarius can be a kind of hyper-science or hyper-rationalism, if you like, where the intellect is revered to the exclusion of the heart. And I just really want to say here that I'm going to just leave that up for a moment, but I really want to say here that the heart is absolutely crucial, that we connect to the heart in order to connect to our humanity and to retain our humanity. And also, Zach, 
who I interviewed the other day. I think many of you heard Epiphany Talks um, with him, and I'll put the link below because many people have enjoyed it. He, Zach is a, an aspect of the Ascended Master Dwal Kul, and he several times has said that it is our heart that connects us to the cosmos. It is our heart that's going to connect us to becoming galactic citizens. I think that's really quite beautiful. So we must never um, focus on so much science and um, improved technology that we minimize or exclude our hearts. I, I really, really want to emphasize that very strongly. And a very simple way to keep in touch with that is simply to, on a daily basis, just for a few moments, imagine that you're breathing in and out through the heart as if you're breathing in and out through your lung. Um, just a couple of aspects I want to point out in addition to what I said. We have these black lines here with a little Q, a small Q on them. There are three of them, actually, but I'm going to talk about these, these two here. Um, this aspect is a 165-degree aspect. It's spelt quindecile, but it's pronounced quindicile. Um, Noel Till, who I studied my master's course with, he kind of discovered this aspect, and he loved to call it the quindicile. And it is an aspect of obsession, upheaval, upset. It, you can only use it within a two-degree orb, a very tight orb. But here, the sun is in a super tight quindicillo to Uranus. It's just a few minutes from exactitude. So again, we're bringing this very strong Uranus energy again. Revolution, rebellion, awakening, shocks, surprises, and truth. Remember that Uranus is the piercing sword of clarity and truth, like that very bright torchlight that we take into that dark, dank, dirty room, just piercing truth. So that is an additional aspect of this lunar eclipse. And we also have Mars and Scorpio, incredibly focused and intense in Quindicile to the moon, the people. So this is a suggestion of assertive people or angry people, people on a, on a mission, really, to achieve. They are, they've set a goal and they're not going to be diverted from it. We, so we've got a, a lot of upsurging energy here. And I think in many ways, very positive. We've got this north node. Um, it's a north node eclipse. That's about our future collective destiny that we're moving towards, having shed the old, having released the old. You also probably very hard to see here, but there's some faint blue lines with, with capital Qs on them. Those are quintiles, 72 degree aspects of creativity, creativity. And we have five of them. And that's pretty remarkable in any chart. So again, this suggestion of endings and beginnings that um, there's a lot of creativity as, as things break down. There's a lot of creativity that's going to come to the fore to step into the new. And also Jupiter in Aquarius on its own is, is very futuristic and very much about setting new social structures in place. And just the final thing to talk about is there's a, a very tight trine between the moon at 27 of Taurus and Pluto at 24 of Capricorn. And whenever you get aspects between the moon and Pluto, you tend to get, again, very intense extreme feelings. But this is also 
a reminder of stepping into our power, being in our power. One of the big themes of Pluto moving through Capricorn is not simply revealing any corruption in external authorities, but it's also very much encouraging us in our mastery to take back our own power at this time. And I think a a huge theme of these times that we're moving through are all about that theme. So I'm going to stop sharing here. Um, Another thing I I want to say here is that another very important aspect at this lunar eclipse is the sun is very tightly conjunct a fixed star called Algol, A-L-G-O-L, which is at 26 degrees, 10 minutes of Scorpio, which means that the moon is opposing Algol. Now, Algol doesn't have a very nice reputation at all. Algol is linked to lies and deceits, and it's very... Again, that links to the Scorpio energy. It's, it's a very primitive, primordial, out-of-control energy. It's linked to the myth of the Medusa's head and decapitation. And therefore, the, the kind of symbolism is around losing your head. So I'm in no way suggesting that there's going to be decapitation at this time at all, but it could be that we see more heads of state fall, for instance, the Recently, the Chancellor of Austria had to resign and the Premier of New South Wales had to resign over corruption charges. It could be something like that. It could also be because of um, any surprising, shocking truths coming out at this time that people feel as if they're losing their heads. You know, it's just too much to bear. It can be there because another shadow side of the Aquarius energy can be mental illness. And we have to be very aware of that. Again, staying in our hearts helps us enormously with that. Some countries I would like to highlight here, and all I'm saying here is that not necessarily will these countries come into the news, but some of them may. There is a greater probability of them coming into the news if their chart, their country's charts are highlighted. Remember, astrology is a language of mathematical probability. So if we look at the chart of China, China has its midheaven in its chart. Remember, the midheaven of any country is the government or the leadership of that country. So China has its midheaven at 27 degrees of Scorpio. So remember this lunar eclipse, it's a Scorpio, the sun in Scorpio, moon in Taurus. It's a Scorpio-Taurus axis. So China, 27 of Scorpio. Israel, 29 of Scorpio midheaven. Spain, 26 of Scorpio midheaven. The EU, chart for the EU, has the moon, the people, at 24 degrees of Taurus. So the lunar eclipse is going to be aspecting all of those. President Biden has his son, S-U-N, at 27 degrees of Scorpio. So this lunar eclipse, the moon, is directly opposing his son. And I have found um, with my clients, friends, myself, that when you have a lunar eclipse aspecting your son, your son represents your energy, your vitality, and your energy, your vitality is eclipsed. At that time, I remember twice I went down with food poisoning, it was just kind of completely energetically wiped out. So it doesn't mean you're going to get food poisoning, but it can be some kind of, of, of energetic wipeout. President Biden also has his son in the 12th house of the chart, and that can be about health issues. In traditional astrology, the, the 12th house is, is connected to um, 
past doings, um, past actions, that kind of thing as well. So it will be interesting to see what unfolds at this lunar eclipse. And it's also interesting that whatever does unfold for, for the president or for these countries, next May, 16th of May, 2022, there is another lunar eclipse at 25 degrees of Scorpio, almost exactly opposite this current one. And again, triggering the midheavens of those countries, the EU's moon, and President Biden's chart. So we will just see what unfolds at this time. And I think what I'd like to share with you is something I was talking to my good friend Bracker Goldsmith with uh, about when at our last chat. I suddenly remembered from many, many years ago, I was, I was in my mid-20s and I was going to spend five months on my own traveling through India and Nepal. And that wasn't a very common thing to do at that time. People do it a lot more now, but then it wasn't that common. And so, so I decided that I, I was going to take a basic martial arts course in case I needed it. And indeed, I did need it at one point, and I'm ever so glad I had it, but that's a whole other story. One of the things we had to do in this martial arts course was we had to break a, a thick builder's plank across two piles of bricks with our bare hands. And you looked at that for a small eight stone woman. I thought that is completely impossible. There is no way I can do that. You know, I'm re really going to hurt my hand. And indeed, if you just focused on the plank, that's exactly what happened. You really hurt your hand. But what we were taught, and it really stuck with me, even at the time, that this was all about your mental focus. So if you shifted your mental focus from the plank, the obstacle, to exactly six inches below the plank with 100% mental focus of success and positivity, 100%. Then you could break the plank quite easily. And I remember triumphantly, I broke three in a row and you know, felt like Hercules. And the, the only shift was not I'd suddenly become a bodybuilder in those minutes of change. I'd simply shifted my mental focus to success and where I wanted to end up, where I absolutely knew, no doubt, I was going to end up. So I think this is a very good um, kind of analogy for our times that don't focus on the block, the difficulty, what seems impossible odds. I know people are going through complete horrors at the moment. I, I'm very aware of that. People have different experiences in different countries, different geographies, different um roles in their lives, but I, I'm very well aware that people are going through the hardest time of their lives by a mile. But what I'm trying to say with this, this experience was if we can start together to develop a momentum of 100% without a doubt focusing on where we want to end up, it's a very different energy. And indeed, I believe kinesiologists have found that um, you actually, if you do that, you actually do increase your strength and boost your immune system as well, which is very interesting. And kind of linked to that, I'd also like to say that in moving through these, these massive times of transition and transformation, I mean, there's no doubt we are going through a, a huge paradigm shift. And indeed, again, to quote Zach in his channelings, he has said that history books will be written about this time. So... I'd like to ask you, because I think many of us are just trying to kind of 
sleepwalk or struggle through our days and get through to the end of the week and you know can we get through another week try to become more more conscious of the of the role that you're playing here is your role as a carer is it a teacher is it a leader are you stepping into the archetype of eris you know the feisty street fighter are you just shining your light like a light bulb which infects people around you with your frequency but just think in in years to come are you going to be able to look back with pride with having built a kind of legacy of the role that you've played in these times because these are massive times we all know it i mean there's no doubt about it so i hope that helps you i'm actually going to do another short video coming out in a couple of days i think around um just a couple of different perspectives and 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 simple practical tips for you that may help at these times as well because you know i'm just aware that it's not easy for for many people but coming back to this this lunar eclipse big message is release the blocks which could go back even over lifetimes be aware of truths revelations shocks coming to light at this time and welcome them so we can move forwards to the future and stay in our hearts constantly live from love and stay in your heart that is the best navigating tool i think you could possibly have at these times so i hope that's helped you lot happening here and a lot in this video i'm aware if you'd like more information about my books my teaching videos my monthly newsletter just check out my website pamgregory.com and thanks so much for listening bye for now
Morning Light Silhouette, that from Doita of the Hands of Light album. Now another guy who um, regularly gives us energy updates is Lee Harris. Hello, welcome to the energy update for November. I'm Lee, I'm an intuitive, and every month I take the pulse on a few of the themes that might be showing up for us this month, energetically, emotionally, and psychologically. Couple of the themes for this month are the rising energy is now in full force. Are you going to go with it? Are you going to use it to take yourself up to the next level of life for you? Dropping our baggage and fast healing. You'll notice how quick everything is moving, including changing relationships and a changing you, a changing self. Truths surfacing that will change narratives from the past year or so. And last but not least, your soul is speaking to you at a higher level than before. Are you listening? For now, let's look at the themes for this month, November. And in some ways, really to look at November in isolation is tricky. We have to think of November, December, and the first half of January as a period that we're now moving into this month, especially from mid-November. The energy is going to shift again and become quite electrical. So more of that in a minute. But the first theme for this month is, will you rise with the rising energy? This was a very clear message from my guides. The energy on the planet is rising, and so too should you be experiencing a rise in your life. Now, how a rise looks for us is different. You know, if I'm having a really rough time, then a rise is me finding my balance again, finding my equilibrium, having people come into my life that can help support me or my finding those people that can help support me. The chimes agree. Uh, but also, if you're already feeling like you're, you're doing pretty well and your energy is good or strong or purposeful or, or you're feeling light, you're going to see an extraordinary opportunity in this coming month, two, three, to really keep driving forward with everything that you're doing, to innovate, to create new things, not just for you, but also for the people around you. Because anything that we are or that we become gets put out into the world. It, it ripples out energetically. So will you rise with the rising energy is going to be a major theme this next two months. And usually when we resist rising, when we fight it, it tends to make our problems a bit worse. It tends to put more obstacles in our way or present us with more challenges. So if that's what you're going through right now, ask yourself, is there something I need to change here? Is there a message I'm being given by all these roadblocks? But equally, be kind to yourself as you're going through it. It's not that you're doing anything wrong. You know, my guides are always saying we're very judgmental toward ourselves as human beings and towards each other. And they say the soul doesn't see it that way. The soul just sees resistance as a delay to progress or something in your orbit shows you're not ready for the next step or for progress. But it also tends to be that if we're having lots of roadblocks, lots of problems, there's quite a big shift ready to happen for us. And that can unnerve us as well. So ask yourself, what am I ready for next? What am I looking to create next in my life? And a lot of you will probably be focused on the world at large because more of us, I think, than ever before are very aware of 
some of the more precarious things going on on the planet right now and the challenges that so many are going through. So bear that in mind as you go through the next two months. Will you rise with the rising energy? Will you let that rise take you and be willing to let go of some of the stuff that you'll need to in order for that to happen? which is usually what's at the back of our resistance. In the back of our mind, we're scared of what we'll have to lose or let go of in order to become something new. That's the human path. We're constantly changing. We're constantly aging. We're constantly shifting. Relationships in our life are changing because we're all in constant movement. So that rising energy is going to give you an opportunity to consciously reinvent yourself in the next couple of months if you want to work with it, use it, and be in resonance with it, be in relationship with it. This follows on to the next theme, which is allow your power through you. Allow your power through you. This was a very strong message from my guides. They were saying, this is a time where you're all being asked to allow your power through you. And will you let it through you? So for you, your power might be unleashing your talent into the world. For someone else, their power might be allowing themselves to get a relationship that they want. Allowing your power of your truth through you changes the relationship, changes your experience of the relationship. So allowing our power through us is a very strong calling at the moment. So ask yourself, as you're listening to this, what level of power do I want to allow through me next? Perhaps it's the power of improving your health. Perhaps it's the power of speaking your truth. Perhaps it's the power of really focusing in on what you want to create with the work you're doing in the world. It could be so many things. But allowing your power through you is also going to have a knock-on effect of one of the themes that we spoke about last month, which is still ongoing, changing relationships. Our relationships are changing at the moment, not necessarily disappearing or breaking up or, or leaving us either. But as we change inside, so too do all of our outer dynamics change. And certainly collectively, we're seeing a really big reorganization of things. And that's sometimes conflict-based. You know, there's been a lot of division and conflict going on lately, which those seeds of division have been very cleverly sewn into our world in the last year or two. And the question is, how do we respond? Do we respond in a way that's reactive and fear-based? Or are we able to stand back and look at what's going on? And equally, will we choose to stay with people who only want to bring conflict to us repeatedly, no matter how many times we ask for the relationship to be different? Or do we say, ah, I can't be in this right now. You may even be having someone say that to you. Don't take it personally. There's just a lot of changing relationship stuff going on. And when we allow our power through us, we find that relationships in our life do shift and change and often for the better. I know for me, as I witness friends and people I know and love come into a new level of their power, it really inspires or encourages or affects me in a way that allows me to do the same. So, I think we often see it as a bad thing, yet truth is nine times out of 10, it needn't be. You taking your power can be something that brings others with you rather than you taking power over others. And God knows we're seeing enough of that in the on the planet right now. Um, 
dropping old baggage. It's not a word I usually use, but it's, it's a phrase they gave me, dropping old baggage. The healing energy of October, which was given last month in last month's energy update, continues this month and it happens really fast. So you might be having really speedy memories, past events playing through your mind, or even people from your past, uh, or synchronicities that connect you back to your past, coming into your awareness, coming into your daily life, so that you can drop the old baggage. And I think we often see this as a letting go, but I like to think of it more as composting or composting energy. So if we've got a wound from our past, that is something that we are actually able to integrate. It's not something that's going to haunt us forever. It's not something we're going to need deep or sustained trauma therapy work with. It's something that's just kind of there in the background that has always slightly affected the way you see yourself or slightly affected the way you believe you can move forward. Those kinds of wounds, small fragments are popping now and they're beginning to change because as we move forward into a time of higher consciousness, anything that we played out from a lower consciousness or from an earlier time in our life starts to upgrade and update inside us. And for, for the very aware among you, it will be a very visceral experience. You know, some people might turn to um, ayahuasca or some other kind of medicine for that to happen. But for many, none of that is actually required necessarily. You've just got yourself to a, a point of awareness where you can see the shamanic in everything. You can see everything as it's playing out in a, in a very soul-based way. So dropping old baggage is not just letting go of something that we were stuck in from the past or attached to from the past. It's freeing up that energy so that it can become something new in the future. So we're composting old baggage, you could say. Composting. If you're, uh, I'm, I'm living in America now, so I start to, you can't help it because it's how everyone says it here. Okay, really good month for body healing in October. Very, very good month, especially if you think of all the fear, uh, some real and some manufactured, that um, has been flying around about our bodies and our health the last couple of years. So this is going to be a very good time for healing your body, a very supported time for really figuring out what does your body need? Uh, what do you need? And I, I literally mean the body. I don't mean the mind. I don't mean the spirit. I mean literally the body. So this might manifest for you in that something that's been niggling at you physically or bugging you for a while rises to the surface so that you can get it taken care of, get the right kind of healing for it. But equally, it might just be that you start to be a bit more mindful about your body that this month ahead is going to be a, a month where you will start to look at, okay, how am I fueling my body? How does my body seem? Does my body seem lethargic? Does it seem alive? What kind of energy do I want to have? Interesting that November, there is a very strong arc around body healing. And so if that resonates with you, it will be a very supportive month for you to take a look at that and perhaps put a few new things into place. Confusing narratives lead to inner confusion until sovereignty. Confusing narratives lead to inner confusion until sovereignty. Sovereignty is a word 
um, that I didn't really hear before about the last decade. But it tends to relate to us being in our power, us feeling sovereign, knowing what our truth is, feeling comfortable in our truth and recognizing other people's truth will be different, but feeling sovereign in it, not feeling manipulated or pushed around or like we're compromising or not saying what we need to. So there have been a lot of confusing narratives on the planet. You know, you can speak to 10 different people and get told 10 different stories about what's actually going on. Nothing wrong with 10 different stories. There's going to be so many stories on, on, on earth because we're all seeing things through different perspectives. The problem comes when an individual or a group want you to believe there is only one version of the story, despite other people asking questions or saying, oh, this is a bit different to me. So confusing narratives will lead to inner confusion until we know our truth and we can hold our truth. And I think the truth is a very relative term these days, especially with everything we've been through. But the reason this sentence was given to me is for you to try and understand that your inner confusion is quite logical right now. It is a confusing time and it's important to remember that the confusion is, is very much a part of what's going on, on on the planet. So if you do find yourself spinning out with confusion, come back to ask yourself, what's true for me in this moment? What's true for me right now? What do I need right now? What can I do right now? Just come back to the now. Because the next theme that I was given is truths surfacing that will change past narratives. This is in the same vein as confusing narratives that can, that make us feel confused inside because you're like, well, what should I believe? What's going on out here? I don't, what's that? This person says this and this person says this and they're all very emotionally weighted about it. You know, I'm loving, loving, loving all the people that I'm seeing right now who, who can hold room and space for all of it. You know, the people who are going, well, yeah, there's some people over here who are doing this and there's some people over here doing this and we're all here together and I, I can still hold love for everyone even if I know what I feel. The people who are wanting to fight, wanting to accuse, wanting to um, punish, judge, it's all fear-based. There's, there's, no, there's no question about that. It's all fear-based. And the problem with fear is fear can lead us to all kinds of actions that are not going to help us in the end. If anything, they're going to compact us. They're going to potentially trap us in a way that our soul and our spirit can't be free anymore. So truths will be surfacing and we'll, this is already happening. I mean, you, if you, if you're paying attention to lots of, lots of different pieces of information out there, you'll already be seeing this. But certainly as we go through the next few months and leading to February of 2022, where there is a bit of a culmination around this apparently, um, more truths will be surfacing that will change what we thought was true three months ago, six months ago, nine months ago, or certainly what, uh, what the common story was. It's, yeah. So just be mindful that it's quite normal to feel not very normal right now. And I, I say that to you because it, it was something I went through a week or so ago. I was just feeling all the speed of everything and the, there was a lot going on. And um, I did some personal channeling and they were like, yeah, there's a lot going on. You're doing really well. And it was, I was like, oh yeah, okay. It's all okay, you know, because my human self was feeling rattled. Um, 
by things that for me were definitely a little more local, but they were also saying these are very, very challenging times. And so just to kind of recap on those two themes, so that just to be sure I'm not, there's no confusion. Confusing narratives in the outer world will confuse our inner world until we decide what we need to believe is true, what we know is true, and our truth is allowed to change tomorrow or the day after. So be mindful of people who are fighting over the truth, because there's no such thing, actually. Um, truths surfacing that change past narratives, shifts around certainties that we have seen in the world in the last year or two are going to come forward and they are going to keep coming forward and that's going to create a certain level of confusion too. So just be very gentle with yourself and others around how off our axis we all are. So bear that in mind. Starting mid-November, we have, they've mentioned an electrical storm that will begin mid, mid-month, mid-November, uh, through to about mid-December. They said it will last around four or five weeks and it will amplify everything. Now, <laughs> I don't know about you, I was like, I don't know how much more amplified we need things to be, but what they explained is it, it will have a, a purge effect. Um, and it will rise to the surface certain things that have been suppressed, held down. Um, but it can also be shocking and it can be challenging. So whenever they speak to me of electrical storms, it can include surprises, shocks, delights, um, real shifts for, for individuals and large numbers of people. So the ultimate, if you like, result of this electrical storm is going to be shifting us into a new place. So just be mindful that mid-November through mid-December, highly charged times. So if you are deeply sensitive in that period, you might want to uh, choose what you do very carefully. And if you're loving riding that electricity, for you, it could really amplify everything you're doing. But as ever, just be mindful. Electrical energy is strong for us. It can be very intoxicating. It can feel incredibly spiritually alive, but it, it can also wear our human bodies out too. So you have to be mindful of balance and grounding whenever you're in a very electrical period of your life or when we're in a very electrical period as a world. So especially mid-November through mid-December, just really make sure nature, grounding, and being in and with your body is something that you give energy and time to. And last but not least for this month, soul speak. This will be a time of higher consciousness messages becoming more normal. I know many of you who tune in to me, uh, higher consciousness messages, messages from your guides, messages from spirit. It's probably not going to be too foreign to you. Otherwise you wouldn't, you wouldn't be watching me probably. But, um, there is certainly a huge rise in this that I've heard and seen going on in the last few years, but my guides were saying, uh, here it comes, a whole new level of soul speak. So your soul, your guides, spirit are all going to be wanting to connect and talk to you a little more right now. So some of you will probably already be experiencing that um, when by the time this video comes out. But bear in mind that 
when your soul is speaking to you, it doesn't mean you have to jump and take action the first time you, you get a vision or an idea. We often have to take time and calibrate to these things. And equally, sometimes your soul may say a very grand thing to you, like, I just need three weeks off. I just need three weeks to rest. And you might go, I don't, I don't know if I can quite do three weeks, but I hear the call. I'll see what I can rearrange. I'll see if I can take an afternoon off or I'll see if I can make sure I'm really looking after myself. Because if my soul is saying I need three weeks of rest, but I can't easily do that right now, how can I co-create with my soul? I think it's one of the things that I learned through doing this work that we as a people are so willing to give our power away sometimes to spirit in much the same way that we've been encouraged to give our power away in so many other ways. So I think when we first contact spirit or we first hear spirit, there can be a very seductive period of time where you want to just surrender to it and let go of your human body. And actually the real gold starts to happen when the two start to fuse again. And when you come back to your body after that level of awakening and you start to make adjustments that are very grounded and can be very real and manifest in your, in your world. So soul speak is going to be on the rise in this next month or two. So if in doubt, just listen, make some notes, sit back, check them again a week later. Some of you will notice your nervous systems get very activated if you get those messages and you want to immediately act or immediately jump. And it would be really good for you to practice patience and work with your nervous system at that point. Sit and breathe, meditate, do whatever it is that you have learned soothes and calms your body. Because these high doses of soul energy and visionary and intuitive messages can really shift you. So bear that in mind as this period of higher consciousness messages starts to increase and become a little normal. And by the way, you may not hear your guides, but if you really pay attention, you may start to notice synchronicity showing up in your life in a whole new way. Or on a Tuesday, you're thinking, God, I really, really could do with some help with some of that technical stuff. That's a real block to my work right now. And then, oh, lo and behold, on Thursday, your friend introduces you to their friend who happens to be a technical whiz. And they're willing to collaborate with you on this project because they're also passionate about it. Pay attention to that because our soul does not only speak to us with words, it speaks to us with actions and with people and with putting things in our path at the right time. The question is, are we seeing? Are we hearing? Are we noticing? So that's everything for the month of November. As ever, I hope you look after yourself really well. If we look after ourselves, then we bring a stronger light, power and energy to others in our world. And as I always say, if you're having a rough month, then do everything you can to support yourself this month. But if your cup is overflowing, there's nothing better than sharing that energy with others Connection is why we're here.
That's called Convergence from Jonathan Goldman. Now, another lady who tells us what to do um, is Patricia Coderobles. And this time she's saying stay strong through the remaining months of 2012. Hi, Precious Heart. Thank you for joining us for our weekly vlog. The company of heaven never gives us information that may cause concern or fear just for the sake of exposing possible events. The only time the beings of light ever reveal information to us that may seem challenging or even ominous is if we have the awareness and the ability to rise above it and to actually help minimize the adverse effects of the situation. This is one of those times. With the monumental shifts of energy, vibration, and consciousness that have taken place within the earthly experiences of humanity, the elemental kingdom, and Mother Earth so far in 2021, the way has been paved for a greatly accelerated purging of the obsolete paradigms. The beings of light said this specifically involves the dismantling, the crumbling away, and the dissolving of myriad social structures that have manipulated, controlled, and suppressed the masses of humanity for eons of time. All of these negative patterns and structures have been held in place through the fear-based consciousness of separation and duality. This distorted level of consciousness manifests through the behavior patterns of greed, corruption, the abuse of power, hatred, ignorance, and the willingness to respond with violence, all of which are void of love. The fact that these grossly mutated structures, which have caused so much pain and suffering for humanity, the elemental kingdom, and Mother Earth, are now being dismantled at an accelerated pace is actually wonderful news. This is an essential facet of Earth's ascension process. There is no place for these obsolete paradigms on the new Earth. They must be dismantled, and the oppressive energy that has sustained them must be transmuted into light in order for the heart-based patterns for the new Earth to manifest tangibly in our earthly experiences. The only reason this process seems so scary for people is because these grossly mutated social structures have manipulated and suppressed humanity for eons of time. In the vast majority of cases, they are all we have ever known. Even though they are painful and in no way enhancing the quality of our lives, they are familiar. For many people, the fear of the unknown and what might replace these obsolete paradigms seems more terrifying than the oppressive structures themselves. Consequently, many people are fighting tooth and nail to go back to the way things were and to maintain the status quo. The beings of light said 
this is a futile effort. We are moving forward in the light. The question is, are we going to do this the hard way or the easy way? The choice is up to us. The fear that is manifesting around the world at this time is being exacerbated by misinformation and deliberate deception from those who are determined to cling to power at all costs. These misguided sisters and brothers are only succeeding with their nefarious efforts because the vast majority of people have not awakened effectively enough to perceive the wondrous patterns of perfection for the new earth that will replace the obsolete three-dimensional paradigms. This is why you and I and the rest of awakening humanity are being called to redouble our light work during this critical time. Our light is needed in order to assist with this vital phase of Mother Earth's unfolding divine plan. We are powerful beyond our knowing. And when we focus our attention and our divine intentions on the light and on co-creating the patterns of perfection for the new earth, miracles happen. After the birth of the new decade in January 2020 and the global forced timeout we began experiencing immediately afterward, the company of heaven encouraged us to pay attention. They said we were entering the most intensified shift of consciousness that had ever been attempted in any system of worlds. And nothing on this planet would ever be the same. That was not a threat. That was a revelation intended to let humanity know that the cosmic moment had arrived and that, as the Hopi prophecy states, we are the ones we have been waiting for. As usual, through our thoughts, feelings, words, and actions, humanity is co-creating this phase of Earth's ascension process. The company of heaven will respond to our heart's call and intervene in alignment with our individual and collective divine plans. However, they will not do this for us or interfere with our free will choices. The beings of light cannot reveal the specifics of just how the dismantling and crumbling away of our social structures will manifest during the remainder of 2021. But they affirm that we are in the midst of this accelerated purging now. Some of the major changes will be obvious, but many of them are occurring under the radar in more subtle ways. The most powerful thing lightworkers can do to assist with the dismantling phase of this divine plan is to blaze the violet flame in, through, and around all of the crumbling, obsolete paradigms.
and ask that the will of God and the immaculate concept for this phase of Earth's ascension process be God victoriously accomplished in perfect divine order. The next vitally important thing lightworkers are being called to do is to focus our attention and our divine intentions on co-creating the patterns of perfection for the new earth. There are brand new and exponentially empowered patterns for the new earth that are now being released into the mental and emotional strata of Mother Earth. These patterns are encoded in the new contingency plan pulsating in the fifth dimensional record keeper crystals that were placed in Mother Earth's crystal grid system by the mighty Elohim. We are being told by the company of heaven that the level of resplendent light contained in these new patterns will only be perceived on a conscious level by awakening humanity if we are able to reach ever higher into the frequencies of unity consciousness now present in every heart flame. Assisting awakening humanity to reach this level of unity consciousness is the divine mission we are all being called to assist with during the remaining months of 2021. During the next 40 days, from November 11th through the solstice on December 20th and 21st, 2021, we will experience several powerful influxes of light from both celestial and global events. These events will provide a tremendous opportunity for lightworkers around the world to greatly enhance our unique, individual, and collective facets of this awe-inspiring divine plan. The company of heaven will guide us step by step through these influxes of light. We at Era of Peace will share this information through our weekly vlogs. At this time, the beings of light want to remind us that we all have been preparing for this cosmic moment for myriad lifetimes. We have everything we need to succeed in accomplishing our own unique facet of the divine plan, pulsating within the divinity of our newly restored, immortal, victorious, threefold flame. All we have to do is go within to the divinity of our heart and ask our I Am Presence to guide us through this process. Then, in a state of listening grace, our I Am Presence will respond to our request through our intuitive inner knowing. The first step of this 40-day process begins with the influx of light that occurs every year on November 11th, 11-11. Eleven, eleven. 
Eleven is a master number that reflects the transfiguration from the physical into the divine. Every man, woman and child embodied on earth has the sacred geometry of eleven and eleven eleven and eleven 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 encoded within the divine potential of our RNA and DNA structures. These codes are activated by our I am presence when we move through various phases of our ascension process. On November 11, 2021, our I am presence will activate these genetic codes in new and profound ways. This will accelerate the divine alchemy of humanity's transfiguration from carbon-based planetary beings into fifth-dimensional crystalline-based solar light beings. This will be a unique process for each of us, depending on where we are in this divine alchemy. So listen to your heart and respond according to your intuitive inner guidance. Your I Am Presence and your Body Elemental will help you to receive the most benefit from this opportunity. Day by day, throughout this 40-day acceleration process, your I Am Presence will intuitively guide you as you fulfill your individual facet of this divine plan. Know that instead of fear or concern, our heart-based response to the opportunities at hand will result in elation and abounding joy. God bless you, dear one. I look forward to being with you next week. Jeffrey Clarkson for you to go out with. Stay strong in these times. Um, listen to your voice within. Be firm in what you believe and don't be swayed by media, by friends and by other people who try to change your mind. I'm Barry, speaking the voice within. Shalom, kakite, masalam, namaste. May your God go with you.
Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.